Stephen's Address, the Rebellion of Israel, Acts chapter 7, verses 39 through 43. Moses was God's man to lead Israel out of Egypt into the promised land. So we see here that Israel is rejecting Moses' leadership. And that's what they turned away from. They turned away from the living God, and they turned to these false idols. And this is stuff they had been exposed to in Egypt before Moses brought them out. So Moses was God's man. He was doing God's will and God's way and according to God's timing. And yet these people still rejected him. They got out in the wilderness and they rejected his leadership because, you know, remember the story. He went up on the mountain to receive the commandments from the Lord and they were not patient. They they didn't know where he had went or how long it was going to take. So they were impatient and they persuaded Aaron into making them a golden calf. And so you see, this is uh, this is pretty typical of people. This is uh, this rejection of Moses' leadership is a statement about the rebellious nature of man. Unbelievers will not submit to a man of God. Instead, they turn to a God of their own understanding. They create their own gods to give them guidance. They desire to satisfy the lust of their flesh. What happens with Israel at this point is typical of those beginning a walk of faith. The way seems difficult, and men are tempted to abandon the living God for a God of their own understanding. Men would rather have dead religion than the living God. In the story here, Egypt represents the world system, which is a a familiar system of government, business, and society that men understand in the natural, and they understand how to get provision, and they understand how to take care of their needs within this, within the context of this world system. This is something men are comfortable with, they're familiar with, they understand it, but they didn't understand about how to live in the wilderness by faith. They didn't understand this, how to have a relationship with the living God who would provide them with manna every day and would provide them with water out of a rock and would part the Red Sea so they could be delivered from their enemies. They didn't understand how to live this way. All they ever knew was living in slavery and living in the slavery to the world system, to Egypt. And they want to go back to it because they missed it. And they and you'll find this, especially I remember years ago when I used to work with new Christians. I worked in a place where there was young men who were coming into a Christian program who were getting off drugs and alcohol. And the temptation to want to go back to what was familiar, even though they knew it was destroying their lives, even though they knew drugs was killing them, even though they knew it was going to take them to prison. I have seen guys who, when they began on a walk of faith, it would intimidate them so much that they would rather go back and to literally to go back to prison rather than to continue to walk by faith with the Lord. I've seen that myself. And so I do understand human nature and I understand that these people they wanted to go back to something they were familiar with, and that was these false gods and these false idols. And so they so they convinced Aaron to create uh, these idols for them so they could go back to what they understood instead of continuing to go forward by faith. These men wanted to return to a system they understood, and that system, as terrible as it was, they understood how to get food and clothing and provision and protection. In the wilderness with Moses, they no longer knew how to live. They did not understand God, or they did not understand that God wanted them to walk by faith and trust in Him for everything. And as a result of Israel's backsliding, the Lord turned His back on His people. Stephen quotes the prophets and what happened to Israel when they rejected the living God and made a false God of their own understanding. So what is Stephen's message here? The Stephen's message is, is that the people who were listening to him as he was giving this sermon, they had created a false religion of their own understanding. They were following a man-made system of religion, but they had rejected the true and living God in Jesus Christ. So people still do this to today. Men are religious because they yearn for guidance. 
They uh, men sense their lostness and they desire leadership or a principle by which they can guide their lives. Men settle for worldly principles of self-worship, which is exalting one's own name in order for provision and protection. They worship self and they educate themselves in the philosophy and psychology of the world. They will take bits and pieces from various religions or self-help programs. They mix all this together and fashion it into their own golden calf, which they can then worship. And I have seen this with people who were close to me in the past, family members, friends. I've seen this play out in real life. I've seen this happen. And I know that this is exactly what people do when they reject the gospel. And when they reject the living God of the Lord Jesus Christ, they um, people have to have something to guide their life. And so they will resort to these uh, man-made systems. Men find it difficult to have faith and wait on God. Moses went up to talk to God, but Israel cannot bear to wait for him to return. They insisted on taking the matter into their own hands. They were unable to wait on the Lord. Instead, they returned in their heart to Egypt, which is the world system. As a result, God turned his back on them. When God turns his back, then all of what is good in life disappears. All that is good in life comes from God. When he turns his back, all will go sour very quickly. You know, our only hope really is going forward with the Lord by faith. We can't go back. We can't turn around. We can't go back. Jesus said, if any man sets his hand to the plow and looks back, he's not fit for the kingdom of God. And so we can't look back. We got to, the Paul the Apostle said that we forget those things which are behind us. And we take hold upon that for which Christ Jesus has taken hold upon us. We press on to take hold upon the Lord, upon his will, his purposes, plan, upon his kingdom. And uh, we can't look back. We can't go back to what we once was because it's no longer there anymore. These Israel, uh, Israel as much as they wanted to go back to Egypt, it was impossible. If they had gone back, they would have died. Uh, Pharaoh would have killed them if they would have gone back. And if you start on the way, and I've seen that too happen. I, I, I knew a brother one time who... He was a uh, horse jockey. Of course, in that lifestyle, there's a lot of alcohol and drugs and, and gambling and all this stuff. And he came out of that and had gotten saved, became a Christian, had a calling on his life. There was a one time we went to visit a prison and uh, the pastor uh, who organized our prison outreach actually appointed him out of a crowd and told him that God had a calling on his life, that he was going to be used by God. Well, this brother, you know, he went through the program. He he worked in ministry for a while, but eventually he started, you know, missing all that money he used to make working at the racetrack. And so he wound up going back and he would call me up on the phone and uh, I could tell he had been drinking. His speech was slurred and he would be he would be in distress because he knew he wasn't living right. And I kind of lost touch with him over the years. And then finally, one day I got a phone call from somebody, a, a mutual friend that knew me and knew him. And they called to tell me that he had... Uh, He'd been killed. He had been coming home one night, drunk from a bar, and um, had his car had stalled out on a on train track, and he had gotten hit by a train. So the Lord, the Lord don't play. You can't go back. You got to go forward. You got to go forward. You can't, you can't turn back to what you once was. You got to continue to go forward by faith in the Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, guys, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, and the Lord give you peace.